We would like to pay our respects to the Keech, Shumash, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Firstly, do you think we interrupt each other too much? There's been a few comments on our Instagram videos that like, I interrupt you or we don't let each other talk. Do you think that or do you think that is part of the charm of being an old married couple? Does it say you interrupt me or we... Um, yeah, I think that one was saying I interrupt you, but, you know, we commonly interrupt each other, I think. Isn't that part of our vibe? I think that... Do I interrupt you more than... I, I just thought interrupted I interrupted you. you more. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think we got to roll with it, but it did make me a little self-conscious because as a man, as a... Sure. As a white cis male, I want to stand with Steve from Blue's Clues. Yes. As a as a as a as an ally. Yeah. And um I do not want to be perceived as talking over my wife or silencing her. Yes. Well, <laughs> I think that it's good by me. I like it. We just get hyped up. Yeah, I mean, we do. please I believe me, I am all for not interrupting women. Mm. But I think it's good enough. See, now we're not and it's boring. I know that's the thing, because like sometimes I try and give respectful space with each sentence and then we end up it feels awkward. Yeah. We're yeah. not, you know, Madeline Brand. Terry Gross. Terry Gross. Yeah, that's that's right. a more slow. You give someone San Fragosa. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. So, Who's gonna talk first when we hit record on this pod? It's like two lovers waiting to kiss under the moonlight. Who's going to move forward first? Who's going to lean in? The anticipation. I, I hold my breath. I think I used to lean in first uh, on the podcast more what about than for kisses? you. What about for kisses? Um, you're you. Usually I, I've always historically liked to be the um, predator. The, I believe it's called the, yeah, the, the I don't know, <laughs> predator. I, uh-huh. it, some, people generally aren't, you don't hear people calling themselves that much these days. I mean, I think historically I've liked to be the perpetrator. <laughs> still, 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 we're way but, off. But this is, this with is, you're not you, flattering yourself. I, I just mean I like to be the one to pick up others. Okay, I used okay. to, and now. So you were leaning in. You're leaning yeah, in. Yeah, I just kids. sort of felt, I don't know, I like the chase. I like chasing and you like and but winning. with you, yeah. um, I like to. <laughs> I liked with you. I like when you um, lead the way hmm. romantically. So, you usually are the one to. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. anyway, on the podcast, I I like to kind of come in with a little song, a little thing. Yeah, you got a song for us today? <laughs> no, I just I'm like I like the Muhammad Ali like just I like to like pump it up and come in with like. Talking, Flo- talking like a butterfly, talking like shit, a bee. coming oh, in yeah. right away. Oh, you got some beef to start today? Let's no, start some beef. no, just hype, hyping it up. Yeah, I love it too. You're like, high energy. You need, well, you've I'm been not. known historically as a high energy oh, predator. My God. That really is your reputation. So, how are you recovering from the rave we held in our living room? This I, weekend? I, okay, so <laughs> Ben, there's this amazing uh, Australian DJ, Nina Jarachi, who's yes, Mall Rats DJ. Yeah. Yes, and we were getting into you know i'm an old head and we were getting into who's the guy that got overexposed in england the guy that you oh, fred again fred again yeah, yeah. so everyone everyone my generation who's watched fred again were like <laughs> this is cool because we i i'm almost too old to be of the rave generation almost 
I had friends who were into the rave generation, my friend Sato, and, you know, of course, people my age got into it. But for some reason, I was almost like scared of it. Yeah. I, you, so you went to be found sucking on a pacifier in no, an abandoned No, I liked warehouse. the songs about raves, like Pulp's songs called like, you oh, know, Sorted for Ease and Whiz. Sorted like for Ease that, and yeah, yeah. Whiz. I liked the, yeah, I liked this kind of idea of it, but it was funny. So anyway, when this DJ, you were like, I'm going to have a party. Cause well, because we, we went to see Woods, Elle Woods, an yeah, Australian artist. Yeah, that was great. I Nina, told her at the party how much I yeah. loved it. And Nina was there and Nina was saying her LA show got canceled. I don't know if it was to do with Coachella or something. So I was like, hey, let's have a party at our house and you can DJ. And she how was amazing. into it. So. I know this is our new thing. Like we're having like amazing people sort of come and perform like Willie Tyler is going to do something. That's a bit, and there's a, there's okay. a conflict there with dates, but anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so I was sort of like, Ben, Ben, you do this party because we've been having a lot of parties and I kind of put it out of my mind. You invite, usually we do it together. You invited everybody. I, was I just went of, to town because you were a little, you were a little nervous. Perhaps your lack of grounding in rave culture, unlike mine, deeply steeped. I just steep, thought, I didn't want to be that either. party house. Like there's one house up on the hill yeah. that has, it's like must be an Airbnb party house. Yeah. And it's the house that on the weekend, every other weekend, or not every other, it's not that, it hasn't been happening for a while. It's the bump, 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 <laughs> that music going on all night. And I thought- In Australia, we say doof, doof, doof. Doof, doof, yeah, doof. Yes. So I um, thought, okay, that's going to be us. But- you hooked it up with the the smoke and the lights. I did. I got on Amazon. I ordered a smoke, a fog machine, fog juice, which we heard was uh, it was one of the items that you couldn't get during the pandemic because everyone was setting up their living rooms like discos. Apparently. Really? Apparently. And part of your anticipation was that you had been sick earlier in the week. So you yes. were kind of low energy. So there was trepidation going into this house rave that you yeah, might not. Then- you even gave me at one point. This is yes. the thing about you. My mom. You love a yes, way out. I do. You love to be told that yes. you don't have to do something. You were like, Ben, I'm feeling really tired. I'm still getting over my sickness. I may just go to bed at 8.30 p.m. and you can do this on your own. Or I may go to mom's yes. woman cave. Yes. My mom has a woman <laughs> cave. And I was like, I might hole up in the woman cave and watch single drunk female or yes. some show because uh, I, you know. Now, as someone who Or The Conformist. I've never seen that movie. Over the last 15 years has become a bit of a, you know, I'm humble about it, but I'll say a bit of an expert in conversing with you during states of anxiety. Oh, my God. What did I say? I said, no problem, babe. Oh, my God. You were Whatever you need. Whatever you need. Knowing that being given an exit strategy, you'll probably come through. I know. At one point, you did say, I would love for you to be a part of it. You know, I used to have a party and I would like- duck out either be in my bed or go outside and like sit with one person and smoke all night like and we got together and then you saw this about me and you (laughs) thought this is a little rude also you have more manners for some reason because you were raised by you know the lovely parents who taught you manners but over the years was i not the most amazing hostess You've at been, that party you, yes and you were you were incredible so you were you were unbelievable you looked gorgeous it was a little late starting because i went down to i was down at hotel cafe earlier in the night because uh 
the public school in our area that Goldie went to when she was little was there was a benefit for it. Yes. So I went down there. It was amazing. It was hosted by Dimitri Martin, who's a great comedian I love, and Priscilla Ahn. And it was a it was it was a great mix of people. And Dimitri um, apparently said, "I love your wife" because yes. we were chatting at a school function, and I what did I? Why did he, he said like I? Well, he was just admiring how humble you were in people maybe not knowing you were an actor. You introduced yourself. He's you said something about I'm an actress. And uh, he was like, ah, uh, yeah. I, know I mean, you're I an didn't actress, introduce so yeah, yeah, myself yeah. as an actress, but at one point we were chatting about this and that. And mm. I said, well, I, yeah, I get it. Cause like I'm an actress, so I yeah. understand it. And he thought, oh, that's so cool. She didn't assume I knew. So then I got back here. It was, you know, around nine o'clock. People start trickling in, started yeah. off kind of mellow. Yeah, the was, two, these, the three people that came in too were um, sort of from Marfa, Texas. And, and it was just so, it was really fun. And, and it, I wasn't drinking a lot because I was getting over this cold. And also my kid was down, she was walking around the neighborhood. It was a warm <laughs> night with her friends. And I thought I'm going to have to drive. Even if I have to drive a couple blocks and pick up four teenagers, I just, so it was also fun being at a party. You are resp- you're a responsible raver. I was, I was yeah. like not partying, but I was having so much fun. And it was just, it was one of those magical nights. It was interesting because, you know, when I, was going through all my cults and everything and we'd hold meditations and all that stuff. And there was a lot of like, I've always loved gathering community together. Yes. But there was an amazing, it was an amazing night. Like Nina started DJing, I think about 1030 and everyone was on the dance floor. There was a, a nice, you know, without breaking anyone's anonymity too much, there was a nice um, spread of mild psychedelic use on the dance floor. Yeah. There was a little microdosing of mushrooms and acid and MDMA going on. Everyone was in the spirit, also people who were sober. But it was transcendental. Like yeah. it was really one of those things that I think electronic music and techno and stuff is like, it's so good for. It brings, it taps you into this kind of like, tribal shaking medicine sort of element and I was really like I was dancing for like two hours I wish I I was was brave enough I want to get back into psychedelics I think I'm gonna try I'm such a nervous Nelly these days well well, let's do an episode uh, because I used to go hard with you know of course with you and the ayahuasca but that was like (laughs) a life's work but and it was, yeah, I want to do just, it more cash. And it was super fun. There was... um. I think it's nice because people now know, you know, they're going to have nice conversations and then the dancing and it just seems to have a kind of casual... I don't know. It just... And I think the people who have come to a few of our parties kind of know... Yeah, expect. you had Georgia Mack in there just holding it down for we everybody. Some, she's, yeah. like, she's like the party mascot. She yeah. made it happen. Yeah, she's great to introduce her. And it's just fun introducing Kelly people. Oxford and Orlando were amazing dancing all night. Yes, Kelly Nick, Oxford I'm going to the post best. a... There's a bunch of... I'm and it's post kind some, of a mixer. Certain people are kind of the next day are like... Flirting it up. Who is that person who... Yeah, I'm going to put some photos and videos up on Insta today so people can look there's a great Evan Rachel Wood shot an amazing video of herself dancing and it was just it was awesome it was there was awesome. a mixer place I did a uh, a TV show in England called Covington Cross and at one point we were filming at a castle in England and we were put up in a kind of one of those I don't know what they're called in England but it's like a house in the country where bed and breakfast B&B yeah, like from you know four weddings and a funeral those places that and I think one night I went down to the kind of area where you get a drink you know and it's just sort of like was a living room once one day and now it's like the area where you, you know, lounge and I realized like every Tuesdays was the local neighborhood mixer so I would love to watch the locals from this small town what you mixing see? Was it, it saucy? up 
Yeah, and they were older gen. And me and the you know another actor or actress would just be you know just it was just such a fun. Of course, I'm an Anglophile and I love the vibes, but. It's a mixer, and we kind of have a mixer. We had a little mixer, and the other. So if you're thing looking was, for love, come on over. <laughs> the other thing that was fun about it was there is something about once you get you know probably mid thirties and above where the re the we all like the idea of going to the club. Yeah, but oh yes. you start thinking about parking. That's right, you start thinking We're about doing a service. It's, it's exactly it's like bringing the club to the people. And even my mom, it's like Coachella for old people. Exactly, you know. old Coachella. But I'm loving also my mom. I'm so lucky. She lives around the corner. We've lived in the same city, you know, unless I was living in New York, whatever. She was, but she and my stepdad love to come. And, you know, they come for a bit. And always my stepdad does the same thing. We open up the living room. We always sit on the couch. And he always looks at this one view where you see the vines because we have this amazing indoor vines. And he always says, I love this view from here. Such a great view of your living room. And it's just so cute because there's always a point where I sit with my mom and stepdad and we just like You know what we should chill. do? You know what we should do? If, if we do, you know, when we next have a party where we have like dancing and we open up the dance floor, we should actually rope that section off. For, and make yes, a table VIP, service. Yes. And your mum and Rich can sit <laughs> down and we'll bring like a champagne bottle with sparklers. I'll put on a little bustier. I don't know, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 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 That's reminding <laughs> me once I went to a club. I don't know if it was in Miami, but um, in the height of Donatella, Versace, and Madonna before um, Versace was killed. But she, there was a crowded club and there was a big bouncer. And I was sitting in the VIP, you know, that one of those bottle service areas. And this big bouncer I just see walking through the club, holding Donatella Versace in his arms, walking her through to a VIP area. But it was so cute. Like he was just like getting her through. Was not she, on shoulders. Was her body language not on shoulders? I'm assuming just not on holding shoulders. Just like holding a, like a, yeah, like a like baby. Like a child, yeah. Was she making eye contact with the crowd or was she, were, were their eyes locked? I think it was just like they both were having that like – just blank, like let's just get through, get through this moment. So it was a bit depressing. No, no it was no, no, adorable. It was jovial, jovial, adorable. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, I got. I'm going to pick up some of these tips if we're really going to keep running this uh, club weirded together in our house. Sometimes <laughs> I'm going to start carrying you through the crowd, making an entrance. Oh my gosh, we got to lift out. But game. I was hosting, man. You were killing it, absolutely. And I, yeah, it was like even like, yesterday. I just had that kind of like post party glow where you feel yeah. like because it's like. I really do feel that like parties are, it's so funny. My whole concept of like spirituality and stuff was so rigid when I was younger. And I think that's just immaturity that if someone's wearing a robe and it's like, you know, that's what they call Orientalism, that if you fetishize things because they're from another culture and put them on a higher plane, like you think, oh, it's spiritual if someone's got a shaved head or changed their name or, but Man, the spirituality of just people dancing together and celebrating life and enjoying and loving each other and feeling safe. It's like, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's Shout gorgeous. out to Rabindra. This is reminding me. My <laughs> mom will remember this story. Rabindra was our British friend who like got into a spirituality in the 70s and he probably was called Jeremy or whatever. And he came back and he... Uh, said my name is Rabindra and we all called him Rabindra cool and did he stick with that yeah and you know he was a great artist and he every instead of signing his name he did a red dot which is you know the Indian red dot oh yeah so he's like Prince he eventually moved to like nameless (laughs) just call me red dot yeah red dot together we're weird we're weird together 
I had a massive experience with a friend's podcast this week and I wanted to just talk about it and plug it and promote it. Becky and Cam, Becky Lucas and Cameron James have a great podcast. I think it's called the Becky and Cam hotline or something or whatever. I forget the actual name. It started off as like you calling for help. They did a kind of unusually serious episode this week where they just, it was it's not heavy, but they just talked and told stories. And I thought it was so moving as Becky was talking all about her experience with uh, Dave Chappelle being in Australia and the Becky and Cam show, the Becky and Cam show. Thank you. Uh, they are, uh, she was talking all about her experience as, you know, she's one of Australia's best comedians and everyone, they all grew up loving Dave Chappelle and about the experience of his tour passing through town. And uh, I just thought it was fascinating. And then Cameron tells a story involving Daniel Johns um, from Silverchair, who's like a, a bit of an Australian sort of national treasure artistically. And it's a, it's an interesting and moving and funny and sort of sad story, but it's it's really I, I felt conflicted even talking about this podcast because at the beginning of their episode they say, "Look, this part is as big as it's ever going to be. Not that many people listen to it." I think they feel that they're sort of in a way protected from people, new people discovering it that don't understand the context. But this episode is incredible. Um, I just want to highly recommend people check it out, and I do think that ironically enough in the sort of you know how that happens like you get a little bit defeated in your career or whatever and then you tap into a new amazing thing in the kind of in the defeat I think they sort of did that with this like they'd sort of it sounded like Becky had sort of like given up on growing the podcast and as a result they kind of just let loose and they just went into some very, very yeah. interesting territory. So I love high rec- highly recommend. Yeah. And they were Becky and Cam and their podcast were some of the things when I lived in Australia and I'm trying to get to know the culture and what is Australia and who are Australians. And they really made me love an aspect of Australians because yeah, they're so brilliant. Yeah. Very funny. Because humor, of course, in every culture is slightly different. Yeah. And I don't know. They're both brilliant. People should check out that episode. So, it's yes, really good. Yes. Yeah. Um, side pony story. Oh, Lubalu? I just love that was one of my things that I wanted to talk about because it was so <laughs> funny. So side pony is now going to be a term for, let me give you context. There's another podcast that we have on this network. Raw Impressions. Raw Impressions and Lou Barlow. Yeah. So she was saying, what is the story? Well, the, he was doing a song. He does these ad recreations. Amazing. And they're really great. Like Baby Alive, if anyone's from the 80s, Baby yeah. Alive commercials, the song, Baby Alive, soft and sweet, yeah. she can eat, she can drink. He does these amazing And weird- they're like fucked up, deconstructed, yeah. noisy. Yeah. yeah so yeah, he gets really into working on these weirdo commercial <laughs> versions. And what did his and wife- And she was just, Adele was talking about- His um, wife, Adele. He went into- such a weird obsessive zone and I think both of us could totally relate that for three days she almost was afraid to talk to him he just had this side ponytail for three days and it was like a symbol of the mania yeah of like chasing an idea and like you're creating and then burning it down and just it yeah the side pony does become it, it becomes it, like it's a like symbol a term because he has long hair and he just and then finally when he took it down and like he was done so not to be confused with the muse because the side pony is more when you're in a project and you're kind of obsessed by it, which is a beautiful thing. And I and I love 
that, but it's a funny, it's so funny. Okay, let's keep going with this though. The muse is the actual inspiration. And that's, and you have to kind of, to get inspired, you have to court the muse. You have to get in, like, say you're feeling stuck on painting, writing, whatever it is, even doing an assignment or your job. Sometimes you, people get into it by dressing a certain way or, creating an atmosphere, you know, or reading something inspiring or whatever it is that will tickle the muse into like dancing with you, whatever. And seduce it. Seducing. And even Albert Brooks did a movie called The Muse and um, uh, Sharon Stone Stone played the muse. And it's a funny thing. He had to keep like paying her and buying her things. This (laughs) is when the muse, it's not even the muse that took over when you're obsessed with a project in it what is that well but there is the, the muse is there i think the side the pony, muse is taken over <laughs> the, well the side pony is you're like the, the slave the container it's the ego trying to grapple with the pressure of the muse of and the it's like you right? have to kind of almost not damage yourself but you're you get into a certain space and you have to stay there to play with the muse. And sometimes the it's space- It's like the sub. We become the yes, sub for the yes. muse. And it's like we become humiliated and kind of deranged <laughs> in our attempt to move with inspiration. Yes. It's yeah. kind of like when you're really tired and you're going to the bathroom or before bed and you want to stay in a sleepy state because if you break out of it, it's done. So if you mm. break out of like, you're like- you lower your voice, you keep yourself in a mood just so that you can stay tired to go back to bed or something like that. I so relate. Side pony. Like my, my feeling, I, you've seen me in this state before, when like I start getting a proper impulse to make an album, like I can feel the inspiration coming, a little part of me is like, oh no, uh-oh. Because <laughs> I know I'm about to become a side pony. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I like. I like now. It's not. It's not the side pony. It's actually the person. You is are in the th- You are the side pony. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The side. <laughs> the side pony and the muse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> if you had to cover one song in in a performance, and you had to choose between "We Built This City on Rock and Roll" and "I Love L.A." by Randy Newman, which one would you pick? Well, what's the context? What type of performance? Like you just have a show and you just like, it's a dare, secret dare, someone says. Is it in LA? Oh. How music literate is the audience? Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, so so if I was playing a festival in Australia, pulling out Randy Newman's I Love LA would mean nothing, but pulling out We Built This City on Rock and Roll would be a gesture. It's a festival gesture. So in Australia, you would do, We Built This City on Rock and Roll. Who sung that again? What's I think it's like Jefferson Airplane. It's like, they're both kind of crazy. It's not Jefferson Airplane. That was like a 60s band. I know, but they, they I bet you it's... um, Starship. And who's in Starship? Oh, who's in Starship? I like someone Googled, what did Starship build their city on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, here we go. Dude, Starship is an American rock band from San Francisco, a continuation initially of Jefferson Starship. Uh, ding, 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 ding. I did not know Jefferson that. Starship became Jefferson Airplane. That and is... then they wrote that terrible song. Terrible song, right? I don't know. Look, novelty hits. I have a respect for them that, you know, like a lot of people put down one hit wonders and stuff no, like that. But I think it's, like, it's almost like writing an advertising jingle. It's not it's not as easy as people like to you become an easy target yeah it's not easy to create one though. i have the tiger but wait i love la 
I Love LA is a great song, but that is laced with irony. I right, think we build the city right. on rock and roll no is irony. a genuine statement of love for the city that you built upon Yeah, rock and, and I roll. do like when people go with just straightforward there's something exciting. No, no, Whatever. Having, Who having cares? A, life is good, so hard. Whatever know, you're is into. So hard. Whatever gets you through the night, baby. Oh, another great song. Oh, yeah. John Lennon. Whatever gets you. I love that song has helped me a lot. Get you through the night? Yeah. Wow, that is, what an irony. The song <laughs> Whatever Gets You Through the Night actually got you through the oh, night. Oh, yeah. And the day. Because I've had a lot of it. Going back to the anxiety, thank you and high five to all the help with my anxiety in my life. You've helped me a lot. Do you think, well, um, I I appreciate that. Do you think that John Lennon underestimated how hard it was to get through the day? Like placing such an emphasis on getting through the night. I mean, the days days can be difficult. For me, days are very difficult. But for me, nights are still there. there. It depends on how hard times are going. But sometimes the night is the harder part. For me, me. it's whatever gets you through like 3 to 6 (laughs) p.m. That is oh, the, yeah. that's the time where that's I'm most the, likely um, witching to. witching hour. Yeah, maybe even yeah, 4 to 6 p.m. And that's yeah. why happy hour was invented. Oh, really? I don't to know. To combat that. Well, oh. I don't know. That's what I say. Okay. Do you know what I was thinking about? What? Talking to you is a bit like pulling an oblique strategy card. Do you remember what those were? Mm-mm. Brian Eno created these cards oh, yes. to help break through your creative blocks. And they would give you seemingly random words of wisdom Mm. in response to an abstract prompt. So you'd sort of have a song and be like, oh, I don't know what to do next. And you'd open this card and it would just say, decorate. Or the next one would say, what would your enemy do? And I feel like sometimes talking to you, you're like, you are actually um, like a tarot card or like an oblique strategy. Like I, I always have to interpret what you're saying into my the way my brain works, but it prompts me into new ways of thinking. Yeah. Do you think Russia now, remember in the 80s, Russia was the enemy? And now it's like the enemy again, people, and China, and it's so weird. So this is a great example. Well, you know what made me think? I was thinking of Tony Powers, uh, shout out to Tony who wrote um, Don't Nobody Move, This Is a Heist, a gimmicky song, very obscure but of cool song from the 80s he's an old family friend anyway he said to me when i was very young like 14 you're like deep like a russian Mm. and i was thinking well can you even say like people are so because of the war and the blah 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 it's like like i was so proud to feel deep because obviously russian writers oh because it's still a stereotype right it's like if if i heard someone saying says hey you're good with money like a jew no no not that just more that that it has a loaded thing, like because of Putin, like people are down on Russians, but like just doesn't mean throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like no, there's a right. depth to Russian literature, and he said so. Anyway, yes, I'm a I'm a wild card, but I'm also deep, like a Russian. <laughs> if you have a question or comment or story, you can email us a voice note at weirdertogetherpod at gmail dot com. I have a gig coming up that got announced today that I wanted to give a quick plug to. Dan Mangan and friends at Dynasty Typewriter on May 18th with May Martin, Lauren Ruth Ward, and Stephen Ogg. Dan, I've never met, but he's homies with Lauren Lapkus and Mike Castle. They're our peeps. Mm-hmm. So I trust them. So I like Dan. I'm jingle jangling my necklace. I know sometimes I think it's irresponsible to wear this kind of jewelry, baubles. On a pod. On the mic, but I'm I'm here to be authentic. Mm. 
you know. Yeah. Anyway, tickets for that are available now. You can actually, if you're not in LA, you can live stream it because Dynasty Typewriter do everything Oh, that's streamed nice. Also. So, so if from you the don't comfort of your home, go in the car and go out and park and everything. You can just listen to it, watch it. Exactly. I like that. There you go. I know. Anything else you want to leave the beautiful babies with this week? Well, I'm just getting back into life. Yeah. Because I was sort of horizontal for a bit with that cold people had. And now I'm going to go back out and it should be good. I think it'll be all right. I believe in you, babe. Thank you. All right. Till next week. Beautiful babies. We love you. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together.